side note, trauma does not have to mean violence or big car accident all the time. It doesn't have to mean like a big physical or violent situation. Trauma is anything that takes you out of who you are truly meant to be. Any situation, any comment, any person, any energy that um, that stops you or hinders you or blocks you or discourages you from being your authentic self. And in that case, I was very, very discouraged from being my authentic self as an intuitive kid because there was a lot of consequences that came from it. Welcome to the Sacred Soul Podcast. Your soul is sacred. Your soul is sacred. Your soul is so sacred. I'm your host, Vanessa Soul. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. And I just want to take a quick second to tell you about something super, 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 super exciting. And that is the Soul Purpose Powerhouse community. This is my online purpose mastermind. And it is here to support you. If you are dedicated, committed, focused, intentional about expanding further into your mission, into your purpose, building out what that looks like, executing, implementing, looking at different possibilities, and really launching your spiritual entrepreneurship or whatever that might look like, this is the community for you. You don't have to be the lone wolf and you don't have to recreate the will. Join this community, get all the support you need, all of the inspiration, all of the ideas, all of the camaraderie that comes along with it. Thank you so much for listening to this and I hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Sacred Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Soul. Thank you so much for joining me here. And by the title of the episode, you can tell that this is just going to be me really giving info on who I am participating to be right now, right? So um, information about myself, <laughs> this is so awkward. All right. I'm going to keep rolling with it. And I felt called to do this episode. Um, you know, I feel funny talking about myself and that's, that's the irony of that is hilarious because I'm a Leo rising and <laughs> if you know anything about astrology, whether you're a Leo sun or Leo rising, it's, uh, the assumption is that everything is all about you all of the time. And, um, and yet recently I've been finding myself kind of being faceless or maskless. I don't know. That's just the vibe I've been in where I don't want things to be about me. I am humbly ready to serve and to, you know, just to support, like really just to like show up and catch someone as they fall. Like that's literally, that's, that's really, it's been a grounding experience for me to really contribute to humanity's healing and to just serve in the most humblest way. Um, and at the same time, I do recognize that people want to know a little bit about me, right? Um, that's just a part of collaboration. It's, it's a part of, you know, um, 
it's it's just a part of our world. Like most of us like to hear or see or hear how someone got to where they are, just hear more about them so that we can have more of an understanding of what they're doing or or who they are uh, participating to be. So with that said, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer the questions, who am I and who am I not? If you've been listening to any of my episodes with other guests, I typically ask guests, uh, one of the first questions is, who are you and who are you not? And it's a deep question, deep, deep, deep. Um, and it, it, it could be intimidating, right? For some people, if, if you've never asked yourself, like, who am I? <laughs> you know, some people are, are, they kind of get worried. They're like, oh my God, I asked myself that and I had no answer. And, um, and that's okay. You know, no, it's just where you're at, but I invite you to hang on to that question. Cause it, it might help you one day. It might help you make a shift or two. It might help you understand, um, the stance through life and who you are participating to be at any given time. So for me, who am I, who am I not? I am a lover of humanity. I am an alchemist. I am a believer in the universe. I'm a believer in energy, the energetic world. I guess you could say I'm a believer in spirituality. Um, I think my beliefs are energetic. But energetic, spiritual, its they're somewhat similar. I think there are some differences, but I will unpack that here. <clears throat> I am, yeah, and I, I, I am a deep diver. I am a deep, deep diver. I investigate the soul. I investigate my own mind, my own heart. I help other people investigate and excavate, investigate and excavate their soul. I am, mm, I'm just a deep person. <laughs> I'm really, really deep. And it may not seem like that with my social media, because social media is not a, it doesn't really provide the space to be deep. It doesn't provide the space um, the system is not set up to have like really soul intriguing content on there. Um, I've tried it. It won't get any attention. <laughs> so anyway, I'm a really deep person and I never really stay the same. Never have. I am 37 years old and it feels like I have had at least five lives <laughs> within this one life. And I say that with enjoyment. I say that with uh, gratitude. Um, I never stay the same. Um, let's see, who am I? That was that was the question I gave myself, right? I am, yeah, I'm an alchemist. I I love to transmute energies situations. And I have a whole bunch of different modalities on how I do that. Right. But in the modalities at the end of the day are not really important. No, not really. I mean, yeah, there's certifications and, 
being formally trained in this one or that one and practicing this more and this one's more popular and this one will this one has more hashtags on social media and this one oh people love this modality because of the founder xyz or that or forbes did a article on human design so now everyone wants to do human design right it's like the modality is not important it's i use the modalities to facilitate alchemy and transmutation and helping people come back to their authentic self helping myself come back to my authentic self and this is one this is probably the last piece of who am i i believe or i guess i'm a believer that we are here to discover how limitless we actually are and I think everything I do comes back to that. It comes back to how can I discover more of who I am? How can I break through the limitations I'm currently dealing with? How can I, how can I go to the edge of my boundaries, my limits? And dance with it. It's it's not like just go to the edge and, and you're there. It's like, oh, this is a process, <laughs> right? And what I do for my clients is I, I help them unpack those limitations. Whatever the perceived limitation is, I help them unpack it, investigate, excavate, go deep, <laughs> get to the core of it, see a different perspective. All right, now we can turn now, now that we know that the root of that perspective, we could turn it into something else. That's what alchemy is, transmuting it into something else. So that's who I am. Who am I not? Um, I am not who I used to be. I am not someone who is willing to self-abandon for any reason. I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's political. I don't care if it's uh, societal or a popularity thing. Um, yeah, I am I am not someone who will self-abandon. Been there, done that, not doing it again. <laughs> and I say that with gratitude and in a little bit of uh, humor because I'm enjoying I'm enjoying being able to say this takes a lot of consciousness. It takes a lot of self-forgiveness and acceptance. It takes a lot of alchemy to be able to say, I will not self-abandon ever again, consciously. Right. And I'm, and I'm con and I am constantly doing things to check in with myself and to bridge that gap between my unconscious and my conscious mind to check in. All right. And Am I, am I headed towards self-abandonment if I do X, Y, Z? Nope, nope, you're good. Okay, all right, I'm good. Just taking care of the self because um, it's so important. And, and I realized throughout my journey that my soul is sacred. My body, my mind, my energy, my time, everything about me is so sacred. Um. Yeah, I can go off on, on a tangent on that, but I won't. So anyway, that's that's who I'm not. I'm not someone who will self-abandon. I am not someone who will uh, inflict pain on other people. 
Um, I am not someone who will play. Um, I am not someone who will be a part of any dark agendas. And um, yeah, I've dabbled in that. <laughs> I went to school for politics, started working for politicians. Um, not that all politicians have dark agendas. I'm not saying that. Um, but the industry has a certain energy to it. <clears throat> so anyway, that's who I am and that's who I'm not. That That's the deeper, the deeper aspects, I guess, of, of who I am. And just for, to kind of like make all of that a little bit more tangible. Um, I'm an intuitive healer. I'm an intuitive therapist. <laughs> I'm not a licensed therapist, but I do therapy using my intuition. Um, using my intuitive abilities to guide me, using my intuition to connect with someone else's subconscious mind so that I can get the info we need to help bridge the gap between their conscious mind and their unconscious mind. That's what intuitive therapy means to me. I'm just putting it out there. I'm, I don't know if I'm coining the term. I don't know if it already exists, but that's what it means to me. Um, and it allows for emotional healing. Oh, that's what I, I should have said that earlier, huh? I'm an emotional healer. I'm an emotional healer. I find it fascinating that no one is talking about emotional healing. Therapy is okay to talk about, but like no one's actually talking about, like people are almost scared of saying the word emotional healing or emotions. <laughs> it's more like, oh, let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about therapy. <laughs> but anyway, so emotional healing, yeah. Intuitive healer, um, intuitive coach. I do a whole bunch of different modalities, um, energy work. And the specific modality I do for that is reconnective healing. And I also like doing um, a shamanic blend of energy healing embedded in that. I do light language, channeling, psychic work, intuitive work. Um, I do internal family systems, IFS therapy from a very woo-woo strategy, a, a woo-woo methodology, I guess. And woo-woo just means wise woman. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a human design coach. So at some point in time, I I, um, I carve out some time to do human design um, work within my long programs for my clients. Clients are typically with me for three months. So within that, we're, we're doing multifaceted healing and and then as we are creating new neural pathways, we might do some type of human design coaching or some kind of intuitive coaching to help them develop um, who they're stepping into, what their new narrative is, what options they have, like what are the big themes that are already kind of um, accessible to their energy and to their psyche. So that is me. That That's not really all me, but... You guys get it, right? That's that's a gist of, of who I am. In case you just found me, you're like, who is this girl, Vanessa Soul? Um, and then I will say that my real name is Vanessa Spiva, but uh, Spiva is not really resonating with my energy um, anymore. So I am in the midst of changing my name to Vanessa Soul. And... As far as my background goes, 
like how I, how I got here, right? Like how did Vanessa's soul end up here in 2024? Um, I'll say that it's been a journey coming back to my intuitive self, which is part of my authentic self, but it's been a really, really long journey embracing that. Um, when I was younger, probably before the age of five, so maybe between the ages of four and six, I was highly intuitive. I had all the clairs, uh, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, um, and it didn't take long for me to find out that it wasn't accepted in my family. It was either laughed at or, or people were worried in my family that I had inherited schizophrenia from my grandmother and they were scared and they thought I had a mental illness or they were watching me to see if I did. It was just a lot of judgment around my intuitive abilities a lot of fear around my intuitive abilities. Um, my household was somewhat religious, or at least there was a facade in my household that they were religious. And so me being an intuitive child, there was almost like a sense of like, oh my gosh, is, is, is my child evil? Is she a witch? <laughs> What's going on? Is she schizophrenic? So you can imagine with all those judgments. Um, and um, And there were some situations where I tapped into um, someone, someone in my family, I was able to, I tapped into their subconscious and <laughs> energetically, you guys, telepathically, right? And it took me forever to really figure out what happened. I tapped into this person's subconscious and it felt like I got to know what they want and needed. I, I got to understand their true wants. And so I kind of exposed them as a young child when I was like four or five. I exposed that person and, you know, the illusion and the lies that they were living got exposed because I thought that they needed help with that because I was connecting to that person subconscious and it broke up my family. <laughs> okay. It broke up my family and I was very confused as a kid, even though I, I was the one to kind of um, expose the person. Cause I thought that that's what they wanted. And I didn't understand like how it would impact the rest of the family. Um, I blamed my, I think, un, I think unconsciously I blamed myself as a home wrecker at like four or five. I thought I like wrecked my own family. Right. And that really got deep seated in my psyche for many, many years to come. It got tucked away. And then one day it came out to play. And when it came out to play, I really did step into this seductive villain role as a real homewrecker. <laughs> and that's, it's arguable. Um, you know, I'm, I say this jokingly because like I'm at peace with all of my story, like with all, all of my things, all the decisions it sounds like a movie <laughs> too. So that's also why I keep giggling. Um, some people think I take it too lightly, but I'm just like, why take it so serious? Like I'm the one who lived through it all, <laughs> like, you know, and 
it was a game that I, I was literally playing a game and, and, and I decided to end that portion of the game when I was, when I decided. So anyway, I thought of myself as a homewrecker because I felt like I wrecked my own family. And then, um, you know, I didn't completely understand that I tapped into that person subconscious as a kid that took me years to unpack in my thirties. I, I put it all together and it took, it took a couple of hypnotherapy sessions. It took working with, you know, shamans and plant medicine. It just, there was something there for me to piece together and I couldn't figure it out until I finally did one day. Um, or no, excuse me. Actually, one of my healers helped me because I just, I couldn't stop blaming myself for exposing someone in my family, even though I was a kid. Uh, but it came back to my intuitive abilities and my ability specifically that came one day in a Akashic Records reading, it came up, it was like, hey, you're here to connect to people's subconscious and understand what they want and need. And I thought, oh, <laughs> gosh, that's happened before. I thought that was a curse. I didn't know it was a gift. Right? <laughs> you can imagine. So anyway, um. So I, as you can imagine, and then I, you know, I didn't talk after that incident. So not only did I feel like I was a homeworker, I was also very confused, a lot of shame, a lot of blame. Um, and then I just, there was no debriefing in my family about the big incident that kind of happened. It was a big, huge incident. And I don't remember any kind of follow-up with any therapy, with any therapy or with anyone in my family. So I was kind of just left to my own devices and just kind of internalize things and I thought it was a burden in my family. So I just stopped talking. I, I I almost went mute. I have, I think I would speak when it was highly necessary, but I do remember like not speaking much at all. Like, like into, until it almost became a problem until I figured out like, oh, I'm probably going to get held back in school. if I don't really start talking. Um, but I kind of went mute because of that particular trauma. Side note, trauma does not have to mean violence or big car accident all the time. It doesn't have to mean like a big physical or violent situation. Trauma is anything that takes you out of who you are truly meant to be. Any situation, any comment, any person, any energy that um, that stops you or hinders you or blocks you or discourages you from being your authentic self. And in that case, I was very, very discouraged from being my authentic self as an intuitive kid, because there was a lot of uh, consequences that came from it. So, um, so yeah, um, didn't really tap into my intuition until, so I'm jumping from like five or six years old and now I'm jumping all the way until my thirties. Um, when I really started to have my spiritual awakening and, you know, I remember doing a plant medicine ceremony out of desperation because by that time my lifestyle was so destructive. It was so empty. It was so cold. It was, it was filled with a lot of drugs, sex, alcohol, partying, working at night, living a double life people thinking I had, you know, I was so scholarly and that I got these degrees and I had great jobs and then it just not being all the way true all of the time. Right. And then having like 
triple lives or double lives or whatever. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, eventually I just was tired of it. And, and, you know, my Saturn return happened around 30 and I just felt called to, to awaken. And I knew I needed help from plant medicine, from other ayahuasca. And that's when I actually learned more about my childhood trauma around my intuition. Um, and then I was also shown that it was time for me to get back to my spirituality, back to the energy world and merging it with the, the physical world that we have here. Um, and yeah, that was a, that was a journey. I felt like I was in spiritual closet the first couple of years because I was so worried about what people would think on social media. Um, I was worried about what my family would think. Um, I have some people in my family that are still really religious and some that aren't religious, but I don't think they take me serious today with what I do. You know, uh, someone in my family, I heard it through another person and I laugh at this because it's just like, wow, I am so misunderstood. <laughs> this is great. Uh, someone told someone else, they don't even know that I know, but they're like, oh, I think Vanessa's going through a life crisis or she's going through her midlife crisis really early or like whatever, just because of what I do, right? With energetics and spirituality coaching and I'm a digital nomad and I'm always traveling like to them they thought that this was all a big issue or a struggle and and it's not it's um it's me being untethered it's me being authentic it's me living in the moment uh I don't need to to live in a house with a huge mortgage right now like you know, some people think that's security. I, I don't need that kind of security. Um, and it doesn't feel like security to me. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't even need to be in a, an apartment with a year's lease. I just don't. I'm, I like to move around. I like to wake up every day, make brand new decisions, right? get on Airbnb and pick a brand new spot to live in for the month or maybe a couple months or whatever it is. I like to pull out the map, Google maps or the world map and look at different locations and be like, Hmm, I think I'm becoming another, a different person. And I'm going to go to Tulum <laughs> to just discover who this new Vanessa is that's coming online. Like I'm, I'm literally gravitating towards this lifestyle that is truly allowing myself to expand without being tethered to anything doesn't mean I can't make a commitment. It just means that I'm choosing not to make commitments with the choices that I have available now. When there is something to commit to, maybe it's a location, maybe it is a house, maybe it's something then I'll make that commitment in the moment. And I will always have that availability. I will always have that freedom to do so. Nothing hold me back from that. Um, but yeah, just living this life of freedom. And I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I, <laughs> 
I am not like totally free. Like I still have like things to take care of that I really don't enjoy. You know, there's still like bills and student loans and stuff from the past that I still got to like deal with. So no, I don't really tr truly feel free because I have those things. Um, but again, like I said, I am leading more into the lifestyle of just living untethered. Um, yeah, I, I don't have to have something to define me. Um, yeah. So anyway, just, just truly living through my intuition, listening to my body, listening to my heart, listening to the universe. Where, where is it guiding me today? Where am I going to be next month? Mm, what feels good? <laughs> what, what kind of food am I craving? Am I craving Caribbean food? Do I want to go to Europe? Like what's, what's, yeah. What's the next step? And it just feels so good. And I haven't really gotten to travel as far as I would like yet. I started my nomadic journey back in um, the summer of 2023. And I'm now that I know what I'm doing, I'm still kind of preparing to, to do bigger and longer travels. But, um, but yeah. This is, this is who I am choosing to be right now. Like, like just being in the moment, right? Being able to wake up and be like, oh, okay, I'm done living in this spot. What's next? Um, and then allowing my business to also evolve with me. And so if you notice, I don't lock myself into a niche. I don't say, oh, I'm a reconnective healing facilitator or I'm a, energy worker. I mean, I used to, cause, um, yeah, I, th I thought that that's the only way I can get a client. Everyone's telling me to niche down. <laughs> and I think there's some truth to that. Um, and I don't disagree with niching down. It's just not my path right now. Uh, so I leave it open and I do so many different modalities and I help so many people who just, they don't even know what they need, right? They might've signed up for another niching service with someone else. And they were like, ah, I thought that was going to be the tool or the modality. And it wasn't to help me with this issue. Right. So, um, yeah, just, just giving, having the space, the freedom, the flexibility, the adaptability to just flow with life. Yes. I have structures in place, I'm not the the type of spiritual person that's just all free flow and no structure. Um, I get both. Um, in fact, I feel like I was so structured for so long that, and I still have structure. I mean, actually I have to have structure now because I travel full time and I have a podcast and I have, you know, X amount of clients, which is a lot. I'm like at my max with clients and I have family I have I still have to show up for um from time to time. I you know I have a dog <laughs> which may not seem like a lot to you but I have to be structured with all of my self-care, all of my business things, all of my um soul things, you know, meditating for an hour to a day can take up a lot of time. Um it's worth it. But it still does, you know, I, I got to have structure around that. So, yeah, so hopefully that gives you a gist. Um, I like to think of myself where I am practical and woo-woo all at the same time. 
And again, woo-woo means wise woman. But I like to think that, um, yeah, I'm constantly bringing the practical things like, like I love the energy of ambition and I love the energy of flow. And I think that they can work together, you know, like I'm, I like to, to, to participate in these dichotomies and like, see how they work together, these polarities and see how they could blend together and how we could use them for alchemy and use them to expand and to reach new heights and reach new people. All right. So I think that's it. Um, Hopefully you got a, a better gist of, of who I am, right? Intuitive healer, coach, therapist. Um, I have this podcast here because um, I there's a big shift happening in the collective. And I really want to have conversations that will support expansion on a collective level. And it, it you it you know, it's this concept of new earth and, but it's, it's this concept of new earth, knowing that it's all happening now and that it's not something in the distance. It's not something in the future. It's not something to like wait for and wish for it's happening now. And it does require us to do the shadow work and to go deep and to show up for ourselves and to be in the now moment. And to, um, yeah, yeah, just to expand, right? So more conversations to come around spirituality, healing modalities, ushering in this new earth, um, the infrastructure that will replace the old. And the infrastructure that will replace the old infrastructure is already here. It's already quietly happening. It's just some of us don't know about it. Some of us are just not connected. We don't know that the structure's there already, but it is. And so I feel like it, it can take a lot of the fear and the nervousness out of this idea of society drastically shifting because people feel it. People feel like there's going to be some big shift. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a doomsday. Some people are like, oh my God, it's this doomsday thing. I mean, I don't really know. Like, sure, it, it could be doomsday. It doesn't have to be doomsday. But there is going to be a shift where our world is going to operate differently on all levels. And like I said, the, the new infrastructure is already here to replace it. It's just about strengthening the, the infrastructure that's been quietly arranging, quietly being built and nurtured. And then when it's time to really usher in the new infrastructure that most of us have already been building and doing, we can usher it in with grace and ease. Right? No panic, no fear. It's just shift. It's like pivot, adapt. It's all good. It's happening for us. It's been a long time coming. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm going to complete this. I'm hoping it lands. <laughs> and um, I thought it would be so awkward to talk about myself 
and it kind of was to have a whole episode about me, to be honest, but I felt like this would, I don't know, be value in some shape or form, just kind of, yeah, just kind of putting things about me out there. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Can you do me a favor? Send this episode or any of your other favorite episodes to two people that will really help me get the word out about all the amazing conversations, all of the healing conversations, all of the deep conversations that are happening on this podcast show on the Sacred Souls podcast. So please thank you. You're amazing. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time and your support. And please send this episode to at least two people this week. Take a breath with me on the count of three. One, two, three. And exhale.